we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but I'm looking for you Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here once again with my co-host, Armin. Army, how you doing? I'm good, Eddie. I'm excited to get back into BH with you. It's been a I... while. There was the hiatus. I also think I wasn't doing every recap with you. You weren't. We were, um, Matthew and I did a few recaps on Beverly Hills and we were deep diving into that previously. So this is the first time I've talked Beverly Hills in a second with you. This is a weird one to get back to. you're into. a BH hater. Famously on the podcast, you hate Beverly Hills. I think that's why I've been shunned from the BH recaps, <laughs> which is fair. I have to clarify though, I don't fully hate BH. Peak BH is pretty good. Actually, it's great. Peak BH season two season i even like season three. OG, oh the ogbh when it all began so good and maybe our expectations are always so high because of those early seasons um but the I mean, later had... seasons just haven't quite done it for me um but this season has been intriguing it's been weird for sure it's different it seems like it seems like a mashup of a bunch of different seasons together is what i'm kind of feeling it's like oh, really almost and listen to me hear me out on this because i feel like all the drama that we're seeing and how it's progressing it seems like it's been pulled from seasons past like the Aaron and denise drama we saw this evening it's reminiscent of dorit and pk yep. we get taste we get taste of kim and kyle we're getting new people in the group like it's it there's little things that are happening like the brandy denise drama like all of these things seem like reminiscent of a Beverly Hills past, and we're seeing it looks like next episode, a whole train of old cast members come in. Yes. We've got uh, Camille, we've got Brandy, Kim. Uh, Kim. I mean, we saw Kim this week. Yeah. I could not get enough of that. I'm gonna literally. Kim talk is your favorite. About Kim. Famously, your famously, favorite. I Kim Richards is a favorite of mine. It, it's turned more into like a dark thing now. Now that I'm able to watch it, I think more as an adult and realize what she's actually going through, and that it's not as funny as I thought it was. It, things have changed, but I will always have a soft spot in my heart for Kim Richards. She was the driving force of the early seasons. And then I mean, season five was so dark for Kim, with everything that was going on with Monty, and potentially relapsing, and then Brandy... Oh, Monty, oh my gosh. Yeah, and Brandy getting in between... At least Kim and Kyle. This is what Kyle accuses her of doing, getting in between um, you know, her relationship with her sister. And I think it's been better for Kim. Uh, like on the surface at least, it seems like it's been better for Kim to leave the show. Oh, and yeah, and she looks great. She seems to be doing much better. Um I'll get more let's get we'll get more into Kim when we talk about that part of the episode because I love seeing Kim and Kyle. And in like this kind of funny situation. We didn't really see a lot of them like that when they were both cast members on the show. No, like this was kind of new. It was exciting. It was something that we would always see, almost see. Let's just talk about it now because I need to Yeah, talk let's about just it. get into that. Um, it kind of reminded me of like Brandy and Kim and how they used to hang out and laugh. 
it was almost like it seemed like a scene from that more so than a, a Kim and Kyle scene. Uh, oh, yeah, because Kim and Kyle were always so adversarial. They yeah, had their moments always, as sisters, obviously, but, oh, man, there was a, a lot of there's drama. There's always, like, contention between the two of them. So it's nice to see them just being sisters. Kim was killing me when she was, like, um, when she was, like, floor it. Like, when the co- there was, like, the cop or whatever, she was, like, I was, like, that's the Kim Richards way. Like, obviously, that's what she was thinking when she was pushing that card at a Target. Oh you know, she was, like, God. floor it. Gotta just go. The cops are on me. Pedal to the freaking metal. Oh, yeah, that's her um, MO. And then you had some poignant moments, too, obviously, when they're recounting, you know, uh, their mother's battle with breast cancer. So you got kind of like this full spectrum of emotions with them, like the fun and, and the laughs and the games, but then some really deep, dark, emotional um, experiences, too. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's always it's always so interesting to hear the Richard sisters talk about their life in any way, because I feel like they've had such a unique experience. Um, And so it's nice to see, uh, you know, Kyle be so open and honest with what went on with her mother and how terrified her mother was when she got that diagnosis. And, um, you know, it was nice to see, you know, them still kind of like, even though Kim or Kyle was terrified to see Kim in that state, of like being in the hospital and looking really old and like not good. Um, it was cute to see Kim kind of be like, uh, do I look bad? Do I look, do I look ugly? Like, do I look bad? Like it was killing me. And it was like, it's, it's nice that they're able to still find those moments and like those, those little happy moments. Um, in times that could be kind of sad and like reminiscent of the dark times, you know, I mean, Kim was just getting a breast reduction. It wasn't like she was going in for like surgery to save her life, but, right. but you know, it, it brought up feelings for the both of them. Oh, absolutely. You know how we always like to talk about the real factor in these shows, Eddie? Like what's overly produced, what feels natural? Yeah. I, I got to say, nothing is more real than when people grapple with their mortality. And yeah. that was an emotional confessional when Kyle was recounting the end of her mother's life. That was now interesting. I'm like, now I'm having sweats thinking about my own mortality. So let's move on and talk about pole dancing and Lisa Renna because that will calm me down. Which is immortality. Um, pole immortality. dancing, strippers, and sirloin steaks. Immortal. Okay, let's dissect this situation as a whole because I was... I... Okay. Aaron all, is ramping up the weird factor. I know Aaron he didn't make the so steaks and weird. strip clubs comment, but still, he is bizarre. Okay. Oh, like, okay, I, it, okay, my, first of all, he, I thought PK was bad, and, like, I was giving, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna be honest, I was giving Aaron such a pass because he's hot, like, I was like, <laughs> all right, this guy can do whatever the hell he wants. But he wasn't totally weird fine. last season. But he wasn't this weird or aggressive. I hate the aggressive aggressiveness of, like, his tone and just, like, his demeanor, and it's like, it seems like something is not right up there. Does like it? he is okay. Stop airing me. Like don't ask answer my questions with questions, please. Was that a question? Am I? Am I? Am, am I, I doing that? Um, you you lose the plot with Aaron immediately because he just confuses you to death. They're all, I think, at some point thinking to themselves, "What were we just fucking talking about?" Yeah, everyone's like this conversation has gone completely in like a different direction because Aaron just decided to open his mouth. Oh, it's a roller coaster ride with that guy. Um, 
I loved Lisa Renna running through the party down the street <laughs> and in an Encino. I've always felt that if you run a certain way, it's super comedic. Yeah. Like genuinely, like running can be very funny. It's a great form running of physical is, comedy. Yeah. If you run in a certain way, Renna perfected the art of funny running. That, w- that was a great comedic moment, a great act of physical comedy. And I think Rinna knew what she was doing. Let's not forget, she's an actress. She's an actress. She 100% knew that those, like, long, those <laughs> yeah. long, like, gallop strides with her arms. Denise! Denise! Come back! Um, she knew exactly what she was doing, and I Brilliant. loved every moment of it. Loved it. Um, the steaks and strippers situation, like, going to the strip clubs to have steaks, I think it was Denise trying to be funny. Oh, it was a joke, yeah. Yeah, because she was like, I, I and I think these women are taking it so seriously. Like, oh, she told us not to talk about our daughter, like in front of her daughter, like having threesomes, and she's gonna go like to a strip club and stakes. That's exactly what Denise wants you to be saying. Like, that's why she said it. She wants you to be like, like making, like she just wants to make herself look like, oh yeah, I'm this terrible person. You know, I'm gonna do this, and that's what I'm gonna do because I'm Denise Richards. Like, she's fucking with them. And Garcelle is that, the right? only. <laughs> Yeah, Eddie never says any curse words. She's bleeping with them. <laughs> and Garcelle is the only one with any sense or nuance because she's like, guys, she wasn't saying that you can never be frisky and sexual. She's just saying around her kids, she doesn't want to say those sort of things. But obviously, when you know Denise is in her own element uh, amongst adults, I mean, there's a different Denise. It, this is obvious. It's not up for debate. They're just nitpicking at her. Um, but they aren't wrong about how strange uh, Denise and Aaron are acting. That's for sure. I mean, the whole harping on the stakes and strippers thing—they're just kind of drunk and being silly. Yeah, they, they know um, that. I'm, I'm I'm sure they know that's not serious. I hope they don't turn that into another champagne glass gate. But like that's that's what I'm scared of because these we've oh, seen these don't. women do it before, Armin. That's what I'm please saying because we've don't. seen them do it before and they will do it again and keep doing it because they repeat the cycle they have to focus on the fact that one denise is being evasive and not wanting to confront anything on a reality show that's based on confrontation yeah you can't just walk away from every single one some you can because sometimes the walk off is cool yeah but only when you use it sparingly Mm -hmm. and and in a calculated way it has to be the right moment the right time to walk away it's not two times per episode like this time denise like this twice in an episode girl like you might as well just pop in as like a pop-up ad in the middle of the episode hi i'm denise i'm having an issue bye Whoop. yeah we still need content two then there's the whole element of aaron and like you said his aggressiveness like erica said his mansplaining and then also his strangeness i mean i keep using that word he's strange he's bizarre but yeah but that's what was he talking about like ufos and shit the other episode i mean now it's been like three months since that episode but no he's he's being chased by the fbi (laughs) and big pharma because he found the cure to cancer and he is not allowed to give the security people because it will change the world as we know it it will destroy big pharma so you know and there's aliens that's that's just that's that's all that's on Aaron's mind. Aliens and big pharma. And he can't and have a direct conversation, even though he keeps saying, I'm direct. Remember see, that? He's like, I just say things direct. I'm just upfront. I'm direct. No, you're not. You just not say questions. His tone is direct. Like he's directly talking to someone, but he's never direct. Okay. 
So let's let's move into Sutton's party because what else happened? Oh, we have Garcelle's going on dates. I like the moments with Garcelle. I think her new house is beautiful. I love the moments with her kids. Um, her assistant seems fun. Um, We're still in the like getting to know Garcelle phase. Yeah, and, and I'm glad that they're taking the time to do it. It always takes time. Um, it's been fun with hearing Ryan Alkire, one of uh, our friends and co-hosts of the show, rewatch The Real Housewives of New York City. And he was actually... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was making the point that there was like a build-up to you know really getting to know Dorinda because he just finished season seven. I think... Oh, true, yeah. We forget that it does take sometimes a whole season to really to get, get to really, know someone. To really connect, yeah, and get to that level with one of the cast members. Yeah, yeah you're right. The new housewives are usually transitioned in, right? Like they're quiet the first like five to 10 episodes and then there's some conflict that kind of pulls them in. And if you think about it, um, using New York as an example, that's what happened with Kristen Takeman. That's what happened with all of them basically, right? They're on the outskirts until something throws them into the issue. And I think the Denise and Brandy drama is what's going to pull Garcelle in. Absolutely. So for now, we're just getting to know her still, getting to know her fam, getting to know her friends, getting... To uh, just know a little bit more about her. So, yeah. She's not Um, really pulled in yet. And she's kind of playing both sides in a way. Smartly. But, yeah. That's what she should be doing. She's she's playing a perfect Housewives game at the moment. Um, Let's get to Sutton's store party. I don't know if it was, like, an opening or just, like, a a show. I don't know what was going on. She was having a party. It was a trunk show, right? It was it? Is that what it was? A trunk show? Yeah. Okay. I've never, I mean, I don't do trunk shows. I, I don't know like what a, that is. I, I, really, I don't know what it is. Yeah. I, <laughs> it looks like they had just, uh, I know it's like a boutique of some sort. So I'm assuming what the trunk show is, is that each of her, and this is literally me just pulling this out of thin air. I think it's like each of her like clients that she sells within her boutique comes and like showcases some of their items for like a sale night, maybe at a discounted price or like a bulk price. So you can like get to know the brands a little bit better. So I love your speculation. Um, I'm going to read the exact definition. Oh yeah. What is it? Wikipedia, the source, the source of all sources. A trunk show is an event in which vendors present merchandise directly to store personnel or customers at a retail location or another venue such as a hotel room. In many cases, it allows store personnel to preview and or purchase merchandise before it is made available to the public. So you so kind of right. got it. Yeah. I was right. Yeah. yeah so kind it's like, of. it's her, it's yeah, her you're vendors. Right. It's like, yeah, wow. I should just go work for Sutton. I, <laughs> I, I just, I understand it. Is Sutton um, looking for some personnel? Is Sutton looking honestly, for some employees? Yeah. If anyone's looking for an employee. <laughs> Eddie Estrada is right here yeah, for Yeah, boy. Uh, but back to Sutton's show, all I saw was like some rings from Italy because that's all they really showed. And then we got this story from Dorit and she's like, in my day, I met a man in Italy who offered me a job and 10 years later in a broken engagement, I'm back in Manhattan with BK. Like, okay. Good story. I love that actually. It added some depth to Dorit. You know, we used to not love Dorit. That's the kind way of saying it. Yeah. I remember back in the butter pop days when you and Camille were doing the BH recaps, like Dorit was public enemy number one. P E numero uno. 
mm-hmm. Dorit Kemsley. Especially because of PK. Funnily enough, the, the yeah. house husbands sometimes really ruin it for the housewives in yeah. their introductions. Um, Don't, but let me just say, mm-hmm. Denise Richards, I still, like, yeah, D- Denise Richards can't be ruined by Aaron because Denise Richards is Denise Evan Richards. Fair That's enough. all I got to say. True. Dorit has maybe an intriguing past here. That we can explore. Well, Who knows? With an accent like that, she's <laughs> traveled the world. Have you she's noticed that seen she's? It all. Have you noticed that she's tra- uh, transitioning out her accent? Oh yeah, I've I've been saying this since day one. If you watch old episodes and watch into now, her accent has been slowly fading away. She's transitioning out. Uh, it's it's been know? a brilliant phase out. I don't think I've ever heard anyone do as as good a phase out as uh, Dorit on this accent. It's brilliant. It feels so natural. It just feels like yeah, she's she, she's a British person who moved to America and lived here for a very long time, and her accent's just fading away. <laughs> well, I you know I think part of the thing that she the, the reason that they're so broke is that she has a, a dialect coach on site constantly that like trains her every day. She's like, okay, so in this part of like your of your losing this accent like this is where your voice should be at and she trains with dialect coach before going out into the world it's so good i think that's the just what we have to accept money well spent um, money well spent for her um let's talk about this party because at first it was cute um kyle's inviting everyone to her no longer just white party it's a black and white party um because it looks better in pictures uh Okay, I'm excited to see it. I always love the white party. I wonder if they're going to have in and out again. Um, I'm excited to see what the ladies are going to be wearing to this party. That's always so exciting with the white party in the past. And I think black and white is a great theme. I think it's better. I think it gives you a little bit more to do. And it's not just like so basic. Do you think Erica um, uh, will bring the plastic surgeon as a date? Oh, my God. I he forgot is her about type. that. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. <laughs> Oh my god. That oh was my a god. great oh moment. Oh my god, Armin, before we get into anything, I want to talk about Old Bald and Rich. Renna, Lisa Renna sitting on her stomach with two hot pads shaking on her ass while she gives Erica Jane life and acting advice while reminiscing on playing Roxy, the only role that truly encompassed who she was fully as a person. How else does one give life and acting advice? It was probably one of the most like incredibly inspiring scenes I've seen in my life. I was like, I need that. I need someone and I need, I need to be sitting on my stomach facing them while they're sitting on their stomach with both of our asses hooked up to hot pads, receiving life advice in that way. That's the only way I want it now. Do those things actually work? I have no idea. You know, what does work squats. Um, and I'm excited to see more of, um, Erica with her progress in Chicago. I know I say this every time, but like, I think it's going to be, so good and i think it's going to be so fun to watch her do it um okay wait i don't i lost my train of thought now and i we need to get back to the juice which is aaron and denise show up to sutton's trunk show um and all the ladies are nervous they all feel uncomfortable with aaron they're all discussing it um which is fair because he's has not made them feel comfortable at all there's like there's been zero instances where I've been like, oh, yeah, Aaron's like a chill dude. Like, even from the get-go, he was kind of quiet and off to himself and off-putting. Um, and now to see, like, his personality coming out as this, like, aggressive, mansplaining kook. It's like, what? How can someone that beautiful be that terrifying? It did really... Terrifyingly stupid. And, yeah, I just don't... I just. 
it's so hard it's so hard it did really feel like it came out of nowhere after like you said that's that last season where he was just quiet like i thought he was an introvert to be honest but it turns out he's he's not an introvert he's just nuts and i think denise was like don't talk you know you got to keep quiet we don't want your views out there and then she thought he did so well like he was so beloved like let's just like let him free a little bit like you know what Aaron you you could open your mouth and uh that has not worked out well we need shirts we need to make sure to say not an introvert just crazy (laughs) yeah Aaron is the poster boy for that um definitely not an introvert uh because he has no problem laying in (laughs) to the housewives Okay, yeah, so it's Denise insane. is like, Denise walks in and is like, hey, ladies, I got to go to the bathroom and walks away immediately. And the ladies are like, do we bring it up? Do we not bring it up? Was that a and producer moment? I, I don't think it was. I think Erica was like, I, it fed up and she was like, I can't just sit here and keep my mouth shut. No, I mean Denise leaving because it worked oh. out so perfectly. Oh, yeah. I think the producers were like, Denise, you're going to walk in and uh, the ladies need to talk to Aaron. Okay. Because then she's like, oh, of course I left her Aaron with these ladies and look what happened. Like, Denise, you knew exactly what was going to happen and you left your man with her husband now. Are they married? They got married last season after the late wedding. Um, when Denise <laughs> arrived like an hour late to her own wedding. Um, let's not forget. Um, I think yeah. an hour is being kind. I'm pretty sure it was like four hours. I think it was very long. Um, it was like Ken almost died. Ken Todd almost, almost died on that lawn. Yeah, speaking of wild house husbands. Ken Todd is up there. He's one of the legends. Yeah, these Beverly Hills house husbands, Ken Todd, PK, Aaron, they are so aggressive to these women. Like, what is it in the LA waters? I don't know what it is. Mauricio had his moments too. Remember? Can't they just be sneaky snakes like those New York men? <laughs> Why do they have to be so outwardly aggressive? These LA boys, come on. The New York men are either invisible or just sleeping with all the housewives. Yes, no, they are literally the New York house the house men. Let's call them that because right. none of them are actually husbands. The New York Playboys, house Playboys, are literally just sleeping around with Sonia, Luann, and Ramona. The Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity. The Holy Trinity. As long as you hit all three, you're good to go. You'll get a you'll uh, get a three episode arc. I love it so much. Um, but to be honest, most of the house husbands in most franchises are more like bh then ny yeah, that's true like think atlanta think new jersey i mean joe yes, judice and jersey joe Gorga, yeah. yeah they usually actually get in the mix um it, new mean, york is an outlier jersey, jersey gets into the mix i think the most yes. but also that's because it is so family centered and yeah. like that's in the root of what jersey is i mean come on marty getting pushed in the pool legendary i mean not even that i mean the the gorga men like <sighs> fighting each other what like do when joe's collide yes when joe's collide that i'll never get over that i think we watched that when we we, back when we were like in the not in quarantine i think we watched that like at least once every two weeks like not no no joke at least once a month i would love to see tom girardi go after aaron in a when tom and aaron collides moment oh yeah i mean in the law in the courtroom or fist to fist because i would not want to see that because i think tom girardi is a cute little old man and i do not want to see him ram handled by freaking aaron don't underestimate tom girardi's strength he's a bulldog in this side we have tom the bulldog (laughs) girardi and on this side at 81 years old aaron the tripod (laughs) richards (laughs) 
I also love that you gave him the last name Richards. It's I know, because he's Denise Richards' husband. Let's Fair. be real. Yeah, you're taking that last name when you're marrying Denise. Yeah, because she's Denise Evan Richards. You take Denise Richards' last name. You don't take whatever crazy kooka monster's name is. God. She went from Charlie. Like, Charlie Sheen seems like a mouse compared. No, that's a lie. But, like, (laughs) no. Well, you know what it is? Denise has a type. She had crazy. Denise has a type. It's crazy. And honestly, I don't even know what to say about this fucking scene at the trunk show, Eddie. Like, what do we say? It's like, it's them trying to confront Denise and Aaron. Denise is like, I'm done. And Aaron's just posing questions back. Like, am I crazy? Uh, Am I being negative? Uh, Nothing gets Did you look at the mirror? Uh, Did I? Uh, I don't know. Did you? And it's like, what are you guys even talking about? All it does is just fuel the fire yes. even more so because no, it, like I get where Erica was coming from where she was like, I wanted, I wanted like, what the hell? Like, what was the situation? Do you remember mm. this? Like, do you want to apologize? Um, but Aaron is so, I think, stubborn and so honestly cryptic. Yeah. And not love. Yeah. And the, what is he even saying? So cryptid, I feel like he I, he's one of those weirdos that like has like he's like playing mind games like he really thinks he's like some freaking jedi but he, but and, you know what's like, funny is like he thinks he's a jedi and he thinks he's playing mind games and the dude is only confusing himself i mean exactly to be fair he's confusing us too but not like to the point of submission like like erica even says like he's trying to dominate us or make us feel inferior or whatever right but i think yeah. in the end they actually feel like yeah you're I mean, that's not saying anything intelligent i'm just let's be real aaron uh, dropped from being like I remember I was like he's my number two like house husband like I want him off the chart like he's like <laughs> off of it to the bottom like removed blacklisted never can be returned to that list I I just there's no redemption for Aaron at this point I think um and I think he should be off the show I think Denise can redeem herself if she just like apologizes to the woman and like talks to them instead of playing the games as well but we know that's not going to happen because it looks like Brandy comes into the episode, into the scene next episode, and we know that things are going to go down. Things are going to go down. Although um, Aaron and Denise are still together. Yes. And as we saw I, in the confessional. I mean, yeah, the home confessional. Okay. Also, was that the only, that was the only home confessional we saw in. Beverly Hills, which makes me yep. think that I think they have a little bit more filmed yes, than course. New York did. But yeah, um, yeah, no head Aaron. I mean, obviously they're still together. Um, uh, also, Denise's house on first glance looked like she just like threw up in like an 80s fever dream that she like has been living in for the last 20 years. I don't get it. Like the pink lights. It's just tacky. I, I mean, I still am telling you I love Denise Richards. I am a fan of Denise Richards, but she is just coming off a little weird for me right now. And Aaron is really pushing that. I know we've said weird a thousand times. And if you played a drinking game, um, you're dead. Yeah. Where you took a shot every time we said weird, um, you're going to need to get your stomach pumped. Um, But there's just no other way to really describe what's happening. There's no way to describe them other than they're weird. I mean, I guess you could say they're also being evasive, which we've talked about. We just need to see more. 
We need to see yeah. more. More needs to be revealed. They need to open up a little bit because right now it's a lot of kind of like dancing around the issue. And I'm still kind of not exactly sure what is the issue. Yeah. There's... What is the issue? I guess there's tension between Denise and Kyle. Denise fucking hates Kyle. And I think there's some legitimate reasons to not like Kyle right now, which Garcelle has uh talk about more extensively yeah yeah you know kyle can be sort of self-centered and not give people the time of day okay but that's one thing you're not really talking about that though right now i yeah i think i think the core of the problem is is that there is a power grab between denise richards and kyle richards Mm. and i think denise kind of was finding her place of moving into this like the that like lead role and kind of wanted to solidify it and Kyle wasn't having it and Kyle's trying to nitpick her things and try to, you know, play the same game she's always played of like, you know, being freaking Kyle Richards. And it's it's a power play between the two and it's not going to be settled. And I think that's the core of the problem. And they're trying to take sides and they're getting upset over petty issues. And I think it would have been fine if Aaron didn't get involved. I think Aaron getting involved screwed this whole thing up. And I think Dorit said it right, where she was like, I just want to pull Denise aside and be like, I know you're probably like, thank God my man's defending me. Thank God he's there. But it's not the time and the place. It's not right. You're not going to feel good about it later. Because she remembers when that happened with Erica. Yeah. And she straight up says to Aaron, she says, it's making things worse. You know, your involvement is making things worse. Like PK's involvement made things worse for me. So it's cool that Denise has an ally who has experience with this exact same situation, who's yeah. telling her what's up. I don't know if she's going to listen to Dorit, to be honest. We'll see we what happens. Can help. Uh, we can help. You said earlier you don't think Aaron is redeemable. I do have to point out, PK kind of redeemed himself. I mean, yeah, let's be real. Like, He's I tolerable. I'd have a beer with PK. I told you this. <laughs> I love that you'd have a beer with PK. Like... I don't know if I'd go there. I mean, sure, why not? I'd have a beer with PK, no problem. But um, I don't think he's been, like, awesome. I think he's faded away to the background, which is best. PK's tolerable, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's tolerable. He's fine. I mean, let's be real. I'd have a beer with Aaron, too. (laughs) But for different reasons. I'd have a few beers with Aaron. Yeah, I think there's different motivating factors. Yeah, to have a beer. Mm -hmm. For the beer, right? Uh I would have a beer with both of them, too. Why not? Um, but I think that was it with Beverly Hills this week, right? We mentioned it all. That we did. Um, if you guys want to make sure you don't miss a single one of our recaps for Beverly Hills or New York or Potomac when it comes back, make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you're listening, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And speaking of Potomac, we will be having another new fun Patreon episode coming out soon. So make sure you guys are subscribed there by going to patreon.com slash hot and bravoed. If you want to learn more about our new Patreon program, head back to our last episode, our recap on New York. We have more info on that. As always, we're on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter by searching at hot and bravoed. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. And... I'm at Eddie underscore Strada on Instagram and Twitter, and we will see y'all next time.